Hello and welcome to the Meshed Young Adult Ministry Podcast. Today we examine today's young adult situation. Now to your host, Randy Jumper. Specifically targeting my young adults right now, um, I where I'm at resonates with what the literature and the experts are telling us comparatively now versus before. Gen Xers were depressed and discouraged and mad and angry and uh, <laughs> at the same time, but that, that's just what they were. Millennials were um, optimistic until 9-11 and um, really marred from there. Um, I What I'm sensing now with my my gens ears or next gens or whatever label you want to put on them i agree the anxiety and worry and fear component um is deal i would if i was writing books i would call this the medicated generation um i know when i first started doing counseling with young adults about halfway through the conversation i would say something along the lines of have you seen a counselor are you are you taking any medication etc um and about half of the females, two thirds of them would have said yes, probably more half. Um, Only about one in 10 guys would have said that. Uh, Now it's the lead question I have in everyone. And I would encourage you just as an insight piece, if you're doing any sort of pastoral care counseling for someone like that, your first question is who else are you talking to? What's your doctor saying? Because now I'm upwards of two thirds to nine out of 10 women by the time they come and talk to me are on some form of pill that is helping them regulate their emotional area. They'll always say it's something to do to reproductive issues, but the truth is their doctors are trying to level out their emotions. I mean, I'm just being, at this point in life, I just asked the question. Um, The biggest shocking surprise to me is the rise of guys who are now medicated for their emotions as well. It's become normal um, and accepted that you're taking something because you have stress and anxiety, uh, which means if you don't know that, if you don't have that tool in your tool belt when you're counseling, you're going to screw people up because you're going to give them cross-purposes advice uh, because their their issue, uh, I met with a student or a young adult last week and she's going through depression, yada, yada, yada. She's in this whole story. I said, so tell me what you're taking. Well, she's taking seven medications. And, and that's not uncommon. That's, that's pretty realistic. Well, she's got a cold, so she's taking an antibiotic. It's a heavy antibiotic. Guess what that antibiotic is countermanding? It's working against right. her, um, her, her birth control and her... Uh, other stuff for depression. So of course she's depressed because her medicine isn't working anymore. Right. So she's, it's not that she's, she's not going through anything worse now than she was five weeks ago. It's mm-hmm. that the medication she was taking five weeks ago is not working right now. That's a different answer. Mm-hmm. That, that's a different answer. And so uh, that's probably, I would say one of the biggest shifts The proverbial question is, what is a young adult? I look at young adulthood as a stage of life rather than an age of life. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a military base here, so I got a lot of Air Force guys and girls. Those 22 and 23-year-old airmen who've just come back from Iraq, 
have virtually nothing in common with the 22-year-old college students that they sit in class with. Right. I believe it. They've taken life. They've risked life. They have processed stuff. So they actually have way more in common with the 27 and 28-year-olds. Forcing them to fit a category by age is is tough. The 23-year-old couple that's got married young and has a kid already, they've got more in common with those 30-somethings than they do. Their questions about life and their relational connections are there. So um, I I tend to try to target stage of life more than I do age of life um, and try to put people in those sort of situations together. Uh, That's also a difference. When I got started in this, if you were 18 to 35, you were a young adult, which makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Um, I mean, no offense if you're 34 and single on here. I don't mean this in any way, but you don't have anything in common with a 19-year-old and single other than you're not married. That's not enough. Uh, another changing landscape for us personally, we're working through here. And so since this is practical insight, maybe another negative you got to work through is we are facing incredible scrutiny right now and under from our insurance and our liability issues uh, in that. So just for a second, a 31 and a 32 year old in the same room with an 18 year old, um, there are significant areas of concern and issues there. Uh, we invite high school seniors up to our programming, so we're trying to bridge that gap. So it's possible on my retreat that I'll have a 17-year-old in the same area as a 32, 33-year-old. Um, you know, you can't do that legally. Like the, you, you can, I mean, physically you can do it, but you put them in the same, you know, camp dorm room at the district campgrounds and something horrible happens uh you put that 17 year old you are now liable for that you've put a minor with an adult and uh that is changing how we do things here uh even our service um attorneys and rich hammer those guys are saying hey you have a young adult service you have a youth service and you have a background check to that 33, 40, 34 year old who's there, even workers. Those are things I never thought about 20 years ago. I just was trying to get as many pop, pop people as I can. Thanks for listening in. Join us next time on the Meshed Young Adult Ministry Podcast. For more resources, check out yaministry.org.